Welcome to the Constructionist Podcast, hosted by Caleb. Just as we grow gardens and build buildings, God is building you through the renewing of your mind. The sufficiency of the scriptures is paramount in your journey, and every week, Caleb will challenge you to make them a central part of your life and worldview. Join us now as we explore the world through the ancient lens of God's Word. Hey, welcome back to A Walk in the Woods with me on the Constructionist Podcast. I don't know if you heard the news earlier this week. There was a Christmas parade taking place up in uh, the northern states of America. And this guy decided, for some reason, to drive a van or some kind of vehicle through the parade. He ended up killing a number of people. Uh, and injuring 50-some people, a lot of kids, uh, a number of older grandma ladies were killed because they were part of a, a grandma dance troupe that were in this parade. And it was sort of the, I mean, it was very much a senseless act of violence. And I got to talking to a couple guys uh, that, at work about it a couple days ago, and I quoted what Jesus said. And Jesus said that because lawlessness increases, the love of many will grow cold. So let me just go to Matthew 24, and that's in verse 12. Jesus says, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And the verse prior to that says that many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Now, This is a very challenging verse, but what Jesus does is he relates lawlessness to lovelessness. And when you consider what that guy did, plowing a vehicle through a parade and killing and injuring dozens of people, that's a bad thing. And apparently the guy already had a a record of domestic violence and had a court order out anyway. But what would drive someone to do something like that? And why does it seem to be happening more and more? I mean, this guy used a car. Other people have used guns and they've gone into malls and churches and schools and they've just started shooting people. So what does Jesus say? Because lawlessness will increase. Because lawlessness will increase. Now, Elsewhere in the New Testament, I want to say it's in 1 John, John says that lawlessness is sin. It may be in James. I don't remember off the top of my head. But the Bible does say in the New Testament that lawlessness is sin. So you could go back now to what Jesus is saying and reread it. Because sin increases, the love of many will grow cold. So what is law and what is it that promotes love? Because if you flip-flop all that around and take out all the negativity of it, it would say, because law has its proper place, love is vibrant or, or on the increase or hot. We'll put it in one of those ways. So why is it that when we have law, good law, the good usage of law, the good practice of law, we have love. But why is it when we take away law, 
when lawlessness increases, love vanishes as well. Interesting question, isn't it? Now, we live in a day and age where everybody wants their say in something. Everybody wants to be able to have their opinion, to live their life, to do what they want to do to the exclusion of everybody else. It's this idea of tolerance. You know, I hear people fairly regularly, uh, you know, not every day, but I hear people say, oh, don't judge me. When they say that, what do judges do? Judges judge based on the law. So if you use the phrase or have ever used the phrase or hear somebody else use the phrase, don't judge me in a kind of uh, defensive way, then they're saying, don't be my judge. Don't put a law on me that tells me I cannot do this thing I'm telling you not to judge me on. Eating the extra cupcake, um, you know, listening to that nasty music, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, you can get as bad as you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, or as stupid as you want. As soon as somebody says, don't judge me, or they quote Jesus and say, well, Jesus said, don't judge lest you be judged. So that means you have to let me do what I want to do right now. This is lawlessness on the increase is what it is. So what does law do? Let's go to the classic ones, the Ten Commandments. Now, in the Ten Commandments, it says things like, you shall not bear false witness or you shall not lie. So pretty much everybody has told a lie at some point in their life. The Ten Commandments say, don't steal. Pretty much everyone has taken something from somebody at some point in their life, whether it's an actual thing or it's time. If you really examine your life, somewhere along the line, you know that you've stolen something from somebody. Innocence, um, who knows what, virginity? I don't know. <laughs> Just You can find something. There's always something that you can realize that you've taken from somebody else. Just like lying, even a little white lie that we call them is still a lie. If it's an untruth, then it's lying, no matter what level it is. You know, you can lie on in front of a grand jury. Uh, you can lie to your boss so you don't get fired. Or you can go all the way down to, you know, basically lying to your kids and telling them that there really is a Santa Claus and a Tooth Fairy. Something like that. So I know that's getting down to what some people would consider silly, but it's true. You know, it's like people tell everyone, oh, Santa Claus is coming. No, he's not. There's no Santa Claus. Why are you lying to your kids? But this is a, um, a challenging thing when you really start thinking through it. Law is something that holds us accountable. It makes us, um, it, it makes us not go so far or not go down a certain road. Now, does this mean that God is automatically this huge mean guy up there with a big stick about ready to whack you every time you tell a lie or steal or something? Well, no, not really. But if, if, you, if you tell a lie or if you steal or if you look on a, someone with uh, lust and then commit adultery in your heart or if you covet and want what somebody else has or you use the Lord's name in vain or any of these things that uh, the, the Ten Commandments are trying to hinder people from. If you do any of those things, then we're told by Paul in Romans that the wages of sin is death. So if you're doing those things, then you're acting as if there is no law. So because lawlessness decreases, so does love. 
because, sorry, because lawlessness is on the increase, then love is on the decrease. So now you're acting as if there's no law. You don't want to be judged. So if you're driving down the road at 80 miles an hour and you're in a school zone where the, temp- where the temperature, the speed limit is 25 miles an hour, then you get stopped by that cop. And that cop says, uh, you were clocked at going 80 miles an hour. And you could say, yeah, but like 100%, most of the rest of the time I obey the speed limits. You know, I just was in a hurry today. It's like, yeah, but there's little kids around. You could kill somebody driving this fast through a school zone. You've got to go stand before the judge. And you go stand before the judge and you say, yeah, but all, all the rest of the day and all this last week I was obeying the speed limit. I'm actually really a good driver. And the judge will say, yeah, but, you know, you just broke the speed limit in a school zone. You put kids at risk. You could have injured or killed somebody. You got a, you, you know, you got a $10,000 fine and you're going to go to jail for a month or something like that. He doesn't care that you obey the speed limit every other time. He doesn't care that you have a legal valid driver's license. You broke the law. And in breaking the law, you, in, you put other people at risk. So lawlessness, when it's on the increase, makes shows that you don't love the people around you. You don't love those kids because you're willing to put them at risk. You're, you're potentially able to kill them, so to speak. So it doesn't matter if you did it or not, you were doing it, and that's why the cop pulled you over, because you were breaking that law. So he stopped you from breaking an even worse law, which would be something like involuntary manslaughter or something like that, or even voluntary manslaughter. They may nail you on. So this is kind of all illustration to say the guy that plowed through the crowd back on Sunday or Monday last this past week, He was living this life where he was breaking more and more and more law. And so as a result, his capacity to love became less and less and less and less. So when we look at the Ten Commandments or any of the the moral law that is in the Bible, we don't look at those and say to ourselves, oh, isn't God mean? He puts these restrictions on us. What a mean God. Don't judge me. No, actually... What God is doing is putting in a negative commandment in order for you to live an abundantly positive life, okay? So the one law that says don't steal, don't lie, don't commit adultery, don't lust after somebody else, don't take God's name in vain, frees you up now to live a free life. When you drove through that school speed zone at, tw- at 80 miles an hour, you got a $10,000 fine and locked up for a month. Now you're in bondage <laughs> because of the sin that you committed because you were living as if there was no law. That creates bondage. You may have thought you were free at that time, cruising down the road going, oh yeah, man, this car can do 80 and I can do 80 because I have free will and I can do what I want. It doesn't actually work like that. It actually creates a potential for greater bondage. And ultimately, that's what will get slammed down upon you. So when you push these things to the ultimate level and you see that God is judge, and to be a good judge, he has to do what the judge does to you when he slams you in jail for a month with a $10,000 fine. He is upholding the law as a good judge. Now, I'm not saying all laws that are made by man are right. I don't get me wrong. I'm talking about God's law and in a perfect world. So in the best possible scenario, you're looking at a good judge is putting you in jail and giving you that fine. 
that's really what it's, this is all about. And God is the perfect judge. He is the most holy. He is the most honorable. He is the most righteous. He is the most balanced. He is the most loving and caring, but also he will execute wrath in the most just way because God is just. He will do all those things correctly. So therefore, when we live a life ignoring law, lawlessness, in other words, a life of sin, then that actually builds up in us wages unto death because the ultimate punishment is the death penalty, getting executed. So if in the human eyes, the ultimate punishment is death penalty, then in God's eyes, also the ultimate punishment is the death penalty. So what does he say to Adam and Eve? When you eat off the tree, you will surely die. He was pushing it to its furthest limits because ultimately that is where you will end up if you live a life of lawlessness, if you, re- if you completely ignore God's law and if you completely ignore even to a certain degree man's law that are the ones that are right and just, like the guy plowing his car through a parade for crying out loud, he was completely ignoring moral law, he was completely ignoring laws of common sense, and in doing so, he was opening himself up to uh, the extreme penalty for his sin, which is the death penalty. So the wages of sin is death, is what it comes down to. And that's what this guy is now facing before God. (laughs) The wages of sin is death. You're facing it before God as well if you live a life of lawlessness. So because lawlessness increases, love grows cold. Now look around the world. There is so much violence, so much disregard for human life. Abortion levels worldwide are atrocious. We, we, you know, you can read about um, organ trafficking. Uh, you can read about, you know, issues of drunkenness and uh, sexual immorality and drug use and corruption in politics and domestic violence around the world. It doesn't matter what country you go to, depression, suicide. There's so many things. Uh, you know, small wars and big wars and um, uh, crimes against humanity and all this stuff. I mean, you can sit down and just search it online and not have to go very far before you find this long, 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 long list of all of these evils that the that average everyday people recognize are evils. And yet, lawlessness is on the increase. Why? Because people's love is growing more and more cold, the 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 lack of it, it has this it has this sort of escalating effect. So if we break down what is good and just and right, and start ignoring God and His moral law, then we will start to ignore our own man-made laws and the ones that are there for our safety and our protection. And as a result, our love will grow cold. And as our love grows cold, we become cold to the good and the right and the just laws. And then they even degrade even more. And we do this all under the philosophical idea of freedom and uh, tolerance and being able to express ourselves and do what we want when in reality it's actually causing death and destruction all over the place. And a lot of pain and a lot of suffering in human hearts and souls that is hard to even quantify in some ways. 
So there are physical laws. So talking about people driving cars through parades and things like that, um, that will kill somebody. You know, you're breaking physical laws. A large vehicle plowing through a parade and hitting somebody will kill them. So there are lots of physical laws that are broken all the time, but there's also moral law. And that guy ended up breaking, killing people because he was already living a life breaking moral law. And so we do this, uh, humans do this on a constant basis. You know, the, the fact that um, there are new definitions of marriage and human relationship that are outside the norm of scripture is a breaking of moral law. You know, things like theft and uh, adultery and lying is breaking moral law. If you try to play, uh, you know, yesterday was Thanksgiving and there was American football on television. And if somebody who was a player on the field or the coach in that game tried to cheat, he would have been nailed with fines and suspensions and all this stuff. We take these things so seriously when it comes to something as inane as a football game on television. And, and who knows, right now there, there may be this giant scandal going on that someone did cheat in that game yesterday. I don't know. But, um, but boy, we come down hard on people like that. And yet, in the real world... It's like, oh, yeah, I lied to that guy, but who cares? You know, it's no big deal. Nobody was hurt by it. Oh, yeah, I mean, I cheated on my wife, but it's no, I mean, she doesn't know. It's no big deal. I mean, I kept it hidden or whatever. And, oh, yeah, okay, I'm addicted to pornography. And, you know, it's, but no one's really getting hurt by it. It's, you know, some people enjoy pornography. Come on, you know. So, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of fudged my timesheet the other day and, yeah, I worked and I didn't work that whole day. I left work, but I will still put three hours on it because I got to make my bills and stuff like that. You know, the, come on. These are breaking moral law. These kind of things will lead to ultimately death. So really in our mind, we need to always be thinking about the ultimate. We, we, ignore, we don't want to think about the ultimate because it becomes uncomfortable. But we should think about the ultimate. And God is the ultimate. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is Echad, one. He is the culmination of all things. It all comes up to him in the end. And he will be the one by which all things are judged. And if our life is in Christ and we are putting away all the wickedness and the things of men and looking and trying to conform our life to the things of him, and be uh, pursuing the things he is pursuing, to be thinking about the things he's thinking about, to have the mind that reflects his mind, then ultimately, you know, there can be uh, an outpouring of God's spirit and things can happen. But the result is, is right now, look around the world, because lawlessness is increasing primarily in the church, the love of many will grow cold. If we are going to churches that are not holding fast to the word of God, if we're finding excuses to bypass the word of God, to make churches reflect the political correctness of the world around us, then we are actually living out what Jesus says in Matthew 24, that the love of many is growing cold. You are in a dead church. 
And that's just a fact. There's nothing about it. Ultimately, the ultimate law is the word of God and the law of God. So those are the things we have to be paying our most attention to. Read the scripture, ignore everything else. If your church is not lining up to what it clearly says in scripture, then you need to address those issues or leave the church or whatever it is that you need to do to make it right. Um, I'm not trying to create a civil war or conflict or anything like that. I'm saying, read the scripture, look around you, pray, ask God to revive within you that passionate love toward him and of people around you and so that we can live in righteousness and holiness. So God bless you. Uh, I hope this ends for you on a challenging note that you will go forward now uh, with a greater passion to let God be magnified through you. So God bless you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you were challenged and encouraged by what you heard today, please feel free to share it with any friends or family you like. You're welcome to email us at calebtheelectrician at gmail.com. That's calebtheelectrician at gmail.com. And remember to leave a comment at iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts.